Hey Ninja Squad, welcome to the Tenfold Podcast and I'm your host, Rachel Everington, wife, mother, agency owner, and entrepreneur, lover of coffee, music, and organization. I'm here to help people better and empower themselves to create and build an amazing life and career that they want and dream of by having powerful conversations, sharing other stories, providing motivation and inspiration that your dreams and passion is possible. Every month, our guests and I will be sharing our stories, our perspectives, and our knowledge on productivity, mindset, money, relationships, mental health, basically anything from light to heavy topics. I'll be dropping new episodes every first and third Tuesday of the month, so make sure to hit that subscribe button. squad rachel here so welcome back to the tenfold podcast it's been a while but that is another story for another day but today is going to be super super exciting because one it is may and um, may is mental health awareness month so i like to touch on mental health for this month with a few um guests on the podcast, as well as a special episode from myself as well to talk about mental health. But today is going to be super fun and exciting because um, we actually have one of my ninjas on today's podcast. And we are going to talk about mental health and how to deal like when nothing goes as planned. And so please everybody meet Francesca. And um, she is one of my ninjas, like I had mentioned, and more particularly, she is my EA on my team. So she gets bombarded by all the little details and to do's, um, both business and personal from me. So you can call her Cheska as well. I usually call her Francesco or Cheska either way, depending how fast I want to type. <laughs> and she's my favorite hashtag tiny boss girl who fills up her time with being a virtual assistant. She's a variety game streamer and mom. And I know she doesn't look like it. So those who are watching on YouTube, yes, she is a mom. And um, she's here today to talk to us about being a millennial middle child with an interesting and insightful background. So Welcome, Francesca. Hello. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yes, yeah, super oh, excited. So excited. Yes. <laughs> so we are going to talk about mental health, and I, I'm thankful that um, you were um, one of the ninjas that had um, wanted to talk about it with me this month, and I, it's super important to me. And I'm, um, and as you know, this that mental health for me and depression, anxiety. Um, overwhelm. I really take that seriously for the team and for clients because um, I I think it's a conversation that always needs to happen, and um, I always want to make sure that the team and clients are always in a good place or coming from a good place. So why don't you let um, everybody know who you are, what you do, and what your story is? Okay, well, my name is Francesca or Cheska. Um, like Rachel said, I am a virtual assistant and also a streamer. Um, so I play video games online, and people watch me play and all that stuff. Um, and I'm also a mom. I'm a very young mom, I guess. <laughs> um, and yeah, um, I'm very excited to talk about mental health because it is something very dear and personal to me and it's something I 
you know, like I like to be able to talk about it with people because it is a very important topic. And sometimes it can be very like taboo, like people don't want to touch on that. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, because because in all fairness, it is very sensitive. So, you know, people are kind of like, okay, wait, maybe let's not talk about this because like, I don't want to maybe like trigger anything or, you know, so, but, but I think that just talking about it, whether it be your own experiences or, you know, providing um, like resources or whatnot to people who are experiencing mental health illnesses, like, I think it's something we should just always talk about. We shouldn't be, you know, like scared to, to discuss it. For sure. And I I feel like it's even more taboo too, because for those who don't know, I'm Filipino and so is Francesca. Mm -hmm. And so with our culture too, it really, it it just takes it to the next level, or that's what I feel felt Mm -hmm. anyways, when as growing up, um, we just didn't talk about it, It, Mm -hmm. you know, let alone in our culture, it's like, you always had to be strong. Or if, if you, if it was even talked about, then typically people would think you're just crazy right Mm -hmm. um so what was like before after like what that looked like with you understanding what mental health was like at what point in your life did you start to be aware that that was something that you were struggling with um so I actually went back to school maybe like three, four years ago, something like that. And it was around that time there was a college strike um, here where I am. Um, It was a big college strike. And basically like we were out of school for like over a month or so. And it was just very stressful because it was also like my last, my second last semester. And I was like panicking because I was like, oh my gosh, is this going to affect my grade? Like I spent so much money on school, like what's going to happen? And I was just stressed out. And during that break, I was like, okay, I gotta like think of, or like do something that will kind of take my mind off of it. And this is like maybe a weird story. I don't know. But I was <laughs> watching a Demi Lovato documentary and she was talking about her mental health and how she got help and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? Like, this isn't I the think... most recent one. This is no, 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 no. Oh, but day. that one, that one, oh, that one touched me so bad. I was oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, I was let's get into that later. But yeah. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the previous one, um, I was just like, okay, yeah, like, I think, I think I have, like, something similar to this, like, you know, I feel like there's something really, like, going on with me, and all of that, so I actually, like, went to my doctor, I said, okay, I think I want to, you know, see what's going on with me, blah, 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 like, I'm feeling, after you had a kiddo, after, after, After. so did you think it was some, some postpartum, like, how much, after you know your kiddo was born did the oh like- um she was probably six by then so like way way past that. oh okay after got it okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but to be honest like I always did kind of think there was something like going on with me for the longest time because as Rachel was mentioning earlier I am a middle child um but I have a very interesting situation where even though I was the middle child I felt 
that I was treated more like the eldest child because um, my older sister is actually deaf and then I have my younger sister so growing up I had to take care of both of them so I kind of had like the 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 responsibility of the eldest child but then like the the I guess I don't know what no attention of a middle child like I don't know how to explain yeah, that yeah yeah I get what um, you're saying so, <laughs> so I was very like conflicted I guess of like what my role was mm-hmm. in like my family because I'm like okay so like what do I be like do I be the eldest or like not because then I wasn't treated as like the norm I, I yeah. don't know right so mm-hmm. yeah so anyway, so what during that time in school, um, I, I went to my doctor and I was like, okay, like, you know, this is going on with me. Like, I'm not necessarily having like really like bad thoughts, but I have like these thoughts that like, I'm not worth it or, you know, like very low self-esteem and just like, you know, I don't want to do this. I have no energy for this. Like I'm lethargic every day and like all that. hmm in the end, um, I was actually diagnosed with depression and anxiety. So um, I went through all of that and uh, it was very, it was a lot, like, especially during that time um, when school was on a break because of the the strike, mm-hmm. like I was having a lot of like anxiety attacks because I was like, oh my gosh, like, am I going to finish school? Like, like I was... I remember one time I was in school, um, this was like after the strike, but I was still like really worried because we skipped so much school at the time, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just like, okay, like what's going to happen? Like I have a test right now. Like even though I studied, like I feel like I'm not ready and I'm just like there like sitting with my friends panicking and they're just like, you know, talking like, you know, ha ha ha, like let's go out for dinner later or whatever. And I'm just like, uh, I'll be right back and I legit like stepped out into the staircase and I was just like oh my gosh like mm-hmm. like I don't I don't I don't know like what to do right now and then I texted like my other friend and I was like yo like I'm having I'm like something's going on right now like I I don't know panic like, exactly like at the time I didn't understand what was going on I didn't know it was a panic attack I was just mm-hmm. like wow like all these emotions and I'm just like I'm so scared like I don't know what what to do mm-hmm. um luckily though like our my school was very understanding um especially when I talked with uh, the guidance counselor and such like as long as I was able to communicate to my teachers that like you know I'm not having like the greatest day ever or like you know this and that they were fairly understandable they were like okay um you know you can take the test, but we will maybe deduct like 5% off or like, you know, I'll give you like a little bit of an extension. So they were very accommodating, um, which was very nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, so I've kind of just been dealing with that ever since. Um, So when you were diagnosed, (laughs) did you tell your family right away or did you kind of kept that a secret? So I was actually very scared to tell my parents because uh, for those who don't know, I actually had my child when I was 16. So uh, that was a very traumatic experience as well in the sense of like, I could not, like, I could not bring myself to tell my parents I was pregnant at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, so just me imagining talking about 
that I have this illness when people usually see me as like this very like cheery, like never sad kind of person, like, and then me coming up being like, yeah, I'm, I have depression. Like it was kind of like, uh, I don't know how they're going to take it. Um, So I was very cautious with how to approach it first. Um, I did definitely tell other people first before my family Mm -hmm. I told like my close friends my boyfriend um and I think I told my younger sister before telling my parents um and then when I finally told my mom um it was because I wanted to tell her I wanted to pause my studies first because I I knew that like I couldn't really continue and give my best to my schoolwork with Mm -hmm. the condition that I was in at the time. Um, So I basically like brought her to her room and was like, mom, like, this is what's going on with me. Like I am, you know, I'm taking medication um, for this. And, you know, I I just don't wanna like continue right now, like maybe later, maybe next year, but just like right now I'm not ready. And luckily like she was very, understanding of it and but the thing is I feel like she was just a little bit more lenient with me because I actually already finished school beforehand like this wasn't the first time I went to college or anything like that okay um so in a way it's like okay if you don't finish this at least you you still like have something in your background like schooling Mm -hmm. in your background um so yeah paying for your school or no it was okay. all me. Okay. <laughs> I just find it funny sometimes, and that's especially just with anybody where mm-hmm. we, we get this fear of telling your parents we're going to pause school when it's like, um, mm-hmm. you kind of start to wonder how that conversation is going to look because yes, they're parents and of course they usually want the best for you. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, that's none of your business because I'm the one paying for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore it's my decision. Yeah. Um, but yeah yeah I totally get that and it's it's a it's a tricky topic even to bring up now sometimes like if I'm telling them oh I'm gonna go out to go get a refill of my prescriptions like I'm kind of just like wary of them (laughs) being like what what prescriptions like what do you need like them forgetting that I I struggle with this like every day kind of thing Mm -hmm. so I'm just like I'm going out and they'll be like where uh just to the grocery like you know like I like probably I shouldn't avoid it but I do because I don't want to have to go into this very heavy topic with them because I I know how they can be and sometimes they can and can't be understanding so and then like you get in a heated argument and you're just like I didn't really want it to escalate to this and it's and that hasn't changed till this day to be honest no yeah like it like maybe a little better but Mm -hmm. it's still about the same thing yeah so yeah and Mm -hmm. and I always think like with my parents they they were very very old school right Mm -hmm. and it's definitely a mentality that could have been improved on but it's always hard to shift when that's really literally has been ingrained in them culturally Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um but now, now that you um, are aware of it, you've been living, living with it, dealing with it, um, how do you deal with it now? Like, how do you make sure that you're always in a good place? And if you're not, how do you deal with it? Um, so 
uh, I've actually gone through like many occupations in my life so far. Um, and I feel, I feel like, like I've different. I've done that too. And I never like had a job for more than a year, except for like my last job before I started my business. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, I feel like because I was changing a lot, like I, I didn't have a good, like stable, uh, routine, I guess. Um, cause I was always like changing something. Um, but now that I, I, I feel that I enjoyed the job I'm in, um, and I, to be honest, I really do see myself doing this for a long time because I love being at home. <laughs> so I love, I love working from home. Like I was actually so excited that this opportunity came up and I was like, yeah, okay. I want to work from home for sure. Oh, totally. Um, yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and I remember messaging you. I'm like, Hey, come and apply. Like, yeah. And you're like, I don't know anything about this world. I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what? This would be really cool. Let me, let me just make a comment though. <laughs> like, I don't know what this entails. I don't know any of this, but like, good luck, Rachel, finding someone. <laughs> Right. I, and my thing was for, you know, when it comes to like any job, like, I feel like if you are resourceful and can figure it out and you're a quick learner, then I am the type of person to give people opportunity. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that it all worked out. You are, mm-hmm. you are awesome. You are a rock star. Um, but um, when you do, like I say, when you do have a, a bad day and even unknowingly, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes when it, it can creep up on you, right? Um, is there like anything in particular that you do that to kind of get you into a good headspace or is it more needing somebody to kind of help you get to that space? Um, so with my whole past and such, I've learned to be very independent. And to be honest, I don't really like talking to other people when I do get those I guess like episodes I don't know um but like those times um I really like to just kind of like shut everyone out and be like don't bother me like let me just wallow in this feeling for a Mm -hmm. bit and like trust me I will be okay just let me feel it all just to let it out Mm -hmm. um and so yeah so that's mostly what I do and then after I kind of like feel things out and I'm still feeling the way I feel, I'm usually just trying to distract myself, um, like playing video games or I don't know, doing lots of art stuff um, mm-hmm. and all of that. So because they could be therapeutic. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, like as much as I would want to talk to someone, like sometimes I'm kind of just like, I don't want to have to keep repeating to people like what my what's going on with me like I wish I could just like uh you know use telepathy and be it's like so this hard is hard though wrong. sometimes because we can't even <laughs> articulate what is really going exactly. on in our heads yeah. as well right yeah so I'm just like you know what it's okay I'll just I'll just figure it out on my own kind of thing um and for the most part it does work but there are definitely a lot of days where I'm just like I don't want to do anything. I don't want to work. I don't want to, don't want to even do the things I enjoy. I just want to like lie in bed and just be like, 
But I think everybody yeah. needs those days. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think people people may look at it as, you know, them being lazy, but I honestly I think it's just um your body or your mind telling you it's self-care time, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um cuz I realized that too and I I honestly when I've experienced that and I always used to, you know, was really hard on myself when I'm like, oh, I'm being lazy, I'm not doing anything. And it, that does kind of get you to a really negative headspace too. Mm-hmm. And for me, I realized like, no, it's actually what my brain needs. It needs to like, just shut down, shut off because I'm continuously overthinking and thinking about people and thinking about the situation and thinking about the past and then thinking about the future. Right. So mm-hmm. um when I kind of reach those, um, feelings, um, I know for sure, like to really put like some headphones on and like meditate, like Mm -hmm. use a a song from like, um, Spotify or YouTube and it's just, and play it really, really loudly, kind Mm -hmm. of like stay in my own head, but also get out of my own head at the same time. And I think that really helps. And I totally understand of the being alone thing. I think mm-hmm. I'm the same way. I, I don't want to, I feel like I don't want to burden people because mm-hmm. even I can't explain what I'm thinking or what I'm feeling. I can, I can brain dump it on my husband and my husband is there to obviously listen. Um, and he's a very empathetic person like I am too. So that's also partially why I don't want to burden him with what I'm feeling or thinking because Mm -hmm. that is a lot of energy right because I feel it too when he's you know um thinking things or there's a situation that's um coming up um whether personal or business and for me I'm I rather just be alone cry it out like I said feel the feelings Mm -hmm. and cry it out and honestly that is truly like every single time it works like when I'm in that I know something is my chest feels tightened and I'm getting headaches. Like I know that it's a a good cry that I need to let out. And I don't even Mm -hmm. know what I'm crying about most of the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I just know that something is (laughs) bottling up subconsciously probably, and I'm not aware of it and it just needs to be let out. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But now let me, with all of that, knowing what you're knowing, all everything that you experience, um, you mentioned that again, you're, you're a mom. Mm-hmm. So, um, how do you, how is life now, now that you experience that now, because now you have a child too, and especially with like kids these days and all the information and peer pressure and, and, um, social media, like, it's just another next level mm-hmm. of consuming different types of information, um, how are you like bringing up your child in, in our world today and ensuring too that they have like that support and how, and if it's something too that maybe your child may experience of a similar situation that what you're going through, um, how do you feel like you would be able to, well, one, how, how would you like feel about that? How would you think that you would be able to handle that? Um, so basically, I once I found out I was pregnant and I knew I was gonna, you know, have this baby, I was like, I wanna do 
everything opposite from my parents. <laughs> you know, like that know. feeling where you're just like, totally. I don't want to be anything like them. I'm going to be the best parent ever. I'm going to give them everything they want. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. But like, And we will never tell our parents that. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. But... <laughs> But to be honest, like, especially with um, a lot of schools and stuff transitioning to online and, you know, children not being able to see their classmates and all of that, I know it's a very different feeling for them because, you know, they were so used to seeing them every day, playing with them, all this stuff. And now it's all just confined to online, you know, you can only play online games together. You can only talk online like that's it so it is very different for them for sure and um I'm really happy that like the school board um always sends emails of like resources uh for either the parents or even the students um so that has been very helpful um even being able to you know discuss these kind of topics with the teachers um, is really nice as well. Um, but basically, like, if my daughter were to ever go through anything like this, I would want them to know that, like, I, I'm here as support for you. Um, you know, whether you're looking for that support or not, like, just know that, like, I'm here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am more than willing to try and understand, like, where you're at right now, how you're feeling, like, you know, just as long as you you let me in and you let me, like, let me be there for you, like, I will give you my undivided attention kind of thing, you know? Um, But in the end, it's also the person who is going through that, they need to be the one to decide that they want help, right? So as much as I you know, let's say give my daughter like phone numbers to call or emails to, to, you know, send out to like whoever that she may want to trust rather than me, like at the end of the day, like she has to decide that Mm -hmm. she wants help for this or, you know, like whatever it is. Cause I've learned a lot from the hard way that you can't really force help on people, unfortunately as much as you really want to empathize with them and like, you know, help them out as best as you can, like there's nothing that's going to happen until they accept that help. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So for mm-hmm. those who are listening and, and um, are probably nodding their heads and saying, been there, done that, or even maybe someone questioning if maybe it's something that they're going through, um, what would you say to them? What are the things that, you know, that they can, um, start doing or thinking about to move forward and, and, um, and, and deal with it? Mm -hmm. I would say a lot of reflection because even before I finally went to my doctor to have her check me up and whatever, I was kind of like, wait, is this really what's happening with me? Like, am I sure? Or am I just like going through something right now? Like, I don't know, like, this was com- like a completely like new idea to me. So I was like, I, I have no idea. So really a lot of like self-reflection. Um, if you have like a journal or something, like write it out. Like if 
you know, honestly, writing is so therapeutic. It is. It's, it's, it's such a nice thing to even like look back on later and be like, wow, I was, I was like really happy that day or like, oh, I you know, to look back. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I do not keep journals. I keep journals to write in them, but once they're complete, I, I shred them. Um, it's like I said, I think it has to just do with me being empathetic for me mm. to kind of read back on what I went through. Like, I think it just lives already as a memory or as a mm-hmm. book in my head anyways. So I don't need to pick up something tangible and see I guess, it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and funny enough, my husband knows a journal too. And I said to him, oh, God forbid. I said, if I die the next day, I'm like, all those journals, he's like, don't worry, I'll burn them. And I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Perfect. He understands. He yes. Understands. Good husband. Good husband. <laughs> I said, make sure our children never ever find them. <laughs> I said, if there's any journal specifically for them, I will let you know, like, you know, which mm-hmm. journals are for them for for them to read. And mm-hmm. and not that um when I quote unquote like write to my children in a journal it's not all happies and rainbows. I will talk about like a difficult time so that they Mm -hmm. understand the life that we had lived. Um, But yeah, journaling is definitely therapeutic. And I think another thing too, for those who um, may or may not know, I had lost my dad and um, one of the therapeutic things that for me was journaling, but it was more specific, like me writing a letter to him of the things like I wanted to say, um, knowing that I wasn't going to be able to talk to him anymore or call him. Um, so, I mean, if, you know, if it's, you don't really know how to journal, you've never journaled before, sometimes writing a letter as if you're having a conversation to X person that you wish you could talk to um, about, you know, your mental health, then write it in a letter form to that person. And then obviously, I mean, totally up to you if you really want to give it to that person. But if that's just more so for you, you know, for internal therapy, then you know, keep it as a journal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right. So there you have it, um, ladies and gents. I don't know if there's any guys that are listening to my <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but um, you've heard it from Francesca, you know, and she has mentioned some of the key things to, um, you know, how to deal with it. And you've, you've listened to her experience. And so some of those things too, you could probably take away and see if it's something that could work out for you as well. Um, was there any other any other pointers or advice that you would like to give um, other than the journaling and, um, you know, just being able to talk to somebody? I think just even uh, researching for yourself, like um, available resources like near you, um, maybe places you can call, chat with, whoever. Which is huge right now. Mm-hmm. Since exactly. The pandemic. Yeah. Everything is virtual. You can get virtual therapy. Yeah, like if you don't want to talk on the phone, you could be like, hello, this is typing. Totally. Yes. I need to find that app. And I I will definitely mention it um, here next time um, on the next episode if I could find it. Um, But there is an app now for that, that you get assigned a virtual therapist and you don't have to talk to them on the phone. You can actually just text them back and forth. Yeah. I would like to know that. Yes. Well, (laughs) I'll give that to do for you. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Noted. (laughs) 
Um, this is why I love Francesca. So like, I could just like brain dump whatever like is in my head and knowing I have a million things in my head uh, that are happening. She mm -hmm. and my team keep me sane. And that honestly, I have to say is really good for my mental health. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So um, I just want to end it off with a few fun things and keep it, um, you know, uh, also keep it happy and fun towards the end because um, sometimes, you know, it can be heavy topics and we hope you guys can resonate um, with her story and that you guys were able to um, grab some amazing takeaways from that. Um, but to know, get to know Francesca a little bit more, we're going to play some rapid fire questions for her. Okay. <laughs> So Francesca, what does success mean to you? Um, finding my happiness. Okay. Yes. What makes you a ninja? Uh, I, I'm very fast with figuring stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> what song do you hate right now? Oh, oh gosh. Uh, to be honest, I don't know. Um, wait, 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 wait. Okay, maybe it's not like a very familiar song, but there's like some really weird, creepy music that <laughs> plays like when I play my games and those, I just, I can't. Oh, it's so like I always, eerie type of like music? Yeah, yeah so I, I always just turn it down. So <laughs> that, that, that one. <laughs> um, do you have any pets? If so what are, what are they and what are their names? Yes, right here. <laughs> yeah. This is Ebony. We adopted her two years ago. She's 11 years old this oh, year. Hi, Ebony. This is her. She's a schnoodle. So she's a schnauzer and poodle. She's just been sleeping on my lap all day. Aw, <laughs> love it. Um, all right. What is your most used emoji? Oh, um, probably the heart eyes emoji. I, oh. I feel like I always <laughs> use that. Right. We should test out the team to see like what their most common emojis are. <laughs> I mean, like in the in our team chats, it's always my thumbs up. <laughs> oh, totally. Is it? For me, it's always a heart because I feel like it's the best way to like, I'm sending love your way. Thank you for like commenting and responding <laughs> to my question. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that that's about it. Um, so let everybody know how can people connect with you? Do you have like any services, products, a personal blog, any, or just a, you know, personal Instagram, how can they yes. just connect with you if they have any so, further questions or want to talk? If you want to watch some really interesting uh, gameplays of like Minecraft, Animal Crossing, wholesome games like that, <laughs> you, you can follow me on my Twitch. Uh, it is twitch.tv slash Cheska continued. Uh, continued being C-O-N-T-D, the short form of continued. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, same handle for my Instagram. If you want to hire me as a virtual assistant, <laughs> um, you can find me at tinypackage.ca, meaning I am the tiny boss girl. Yeah. <laughs> and all her links will be linked in our show notes um, on our website. Um, so you guys could find her there and um, easily find the clickable links. Um, and then we want to end it off. What are you thankful for? Um, this, this past year, um, I am actually very thankful for for you giving me the opportunity to get away from my typical nine to five and giving me a lot of time freedom 
<laughs> to oh, be honest. <laughs> Honestly, I was like, wow, all of this because of my planners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. Well, the, that's just a whole nother story. I think you and I have mm-hmm. to jump on another mm-hmm. podcast about like <laughs> planners, but um, all right. Well, thank you so much for that. And I'm thankful for you having you on this today's podcast. I'm thankful for you for being my EA on my team. Um, so ladies and gents, um, thank you for joining us for this episode. Remember, count your blessings, not your problems. And I will talk to you soon. Peace out, Ninja Squad. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I appreciate you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and follow me on Instagram at Rachel Errington for more shenanigans. If you do share a podcast, please add hashtag tenfoldpodcast. And don't forget to join us every first and third Tuesday of the month. You don't want to miss out on all the awesomeness from this show. Peace out, Ninja Squad. No, seriously, get out of here. Love you. Bye.